This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. We are now learning more about the man police say may have committed that horrific crime of shooting another Rand man in the chest on the subway just before noon on Sunday. An NYPD source tells me that the person of interest, 25-year-old Andrew Abdullah, has 19 arrests under his belt with three open cases against him. He's 25 years old. He's already been arrested almost 20 times. He has three open cases. One of them, the most recent, was in April for grand larceny. Another in 2020 for criminal possession of a handgun. So if not for the bail reform laws, a guy like this would have never been out on the streets because think about it. A suspect already has an open gun case against him. He goes on to commit two more crimes. Shouldn't he have been remanded? There should be no bail for a guy like this. So this is not about cashless bail. This is about keeping career violent criminals off the streets. The victim, Danielle Enriquez, was actually afraid to take the subway because of all the crime, but because of Uber surge pricing, because clearly Uber is taking advantage of the fact that people are afraid, he decided to take the train that day to brunch. And he was he worked for Goldman Sachs. He was 48 years old. He was beloved by everyone around him. The guy just walked right up to him and without saying a word, fired a, sh- a single shot right into his chest. The victim's sister is obviously heartbroken. She feels like her brother has just become another statistic. She's begging Mayor Adams to do his job. Take a listen here what she said to NBC's Four's Mark Santia. When he finally stopped and shot my brother, everybody left. New York used to be if something happened, they would take care of you. They, they would come and help you. There were no Samaritans. People were scared. Because they could be next. How do you fathom something like this happening to a regular person? And I don't want my brother to be a statistic. I don't want him to be a number. That's what I keep telling my family. My God, I could actually cry. Yeah, of I course. Really could. This is just Come on. This is awful. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just disgusting. And here's Eric uh, Adams. So, yeah. And here's Eric Adams yesterday yelling and screaming. Thank God I'm the mayor. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. This lady called yeah, you out, Eric Adams. She called you out because her brother is dead today. And what have you done for her that you're yelling and screaming yesterday? Thank God I'm the mayor. Thank God according to who? And let me just tell you, to make it personal, same situation. I would take Gabriel to the ferry to take him home via the subway. And, and now my wife will allow it. Now we have to take a car to the ferry, which is very, very, very expensive. So on top of it, it becomes, A, inconvenient because there's no way to drive in this city. It takes an hour. It would have been a 15-minute subway ride. And it becomes very, very expensive because she's scared, he's scared. So everyday New Yorkers are experiencing this fear, which let me remind both of you, Bernie and, uh, and Lydia, that Eric Adams once said not that long ago that the fear of the subway system is perception, not reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he tried to no, walk that uh, back it... or whatever. But the the reality is there. It's it's not safe. It's it's. I don't even know what to say. Like it's hard. This could have been. This is preventable. That's what's the tragedy. This isn't just some. This could have been prevented. This guy was arrested in in April on April twenty fourth for grand larceny, 
and he already had two cases against him. One of them was doing drugs. The other was criminal possession of a handgun in 2020. Remember Plaxico Burris? The guy didn't even have yep. a career, uh, a history or anything, and he had a promising NFL career. He had to go, as soon as he was caught with that illegal gun in the club, he had to spend two years behind bars. We need to bring those kind of laws back. We need to bring back stop and frisk. I look at all the comments a lot of times on social media posts and i always look not just at like conservative posts i look at even the left leaning i look at nbc you name it abc seven and everything and every single person there is saying bring back stop and frisk what about broken windows nobody's saying get rid of the cops nobody's talking the rhetoric that we're hearing from people like aoc and andrea stewart cousins and carl hasty regular even left-leaning new yorkers democrats yeah. they are sick and tired they want these career criminals off the streets get locked up and call it a day. And by the way, to your point about Plaxico, Boris, he did not only have a gun in the club. First of all, Plaxico had an amazing career. He was a great, great player with the Pittsburgh Steelers, came to the football giants, won a Super Bowl, beating an undefeated New England Patriot football team. So he was a mega superstar. Not only did he have a gun in the club, he shot himself in the leg oh, yeah, with his own leg. gun. That's the leg. That's right. And, and the, the quote was from New York football giant bands, because he was out after that, he was our best wide receiver. Plaxico Burris just shot himself in the leg, but he shot every giant fan in the heart. Aww. Yeah, I, I mean, and look at that. Wow. And why, why this guy? He got busted. So if they had put him in jail or kept him behind bars, at least for the after he committed two more crimes after illegal gun possession, this guy, Daniel Enriquez, would be alive today. So this is a perfect mm -hmm. example once again. And also that 11-year-old girl that was shot in the stomach, they caught, so you know they caught a 15-year-old. So another kid they caught, 18 years old. Guess what? He's been arrested multiple times for shootings. Multiple times. So there you have it again. And, and another point, example of 11-year-old girl who would be alive today. To your point about uh, bring back stop and frisk, of course, the argument is that it's racist because you single out, well, the, the person you profile is what you do. You profile young black males who, well, they're rolling around and you don't know, so cops say they're more likely to have the guns on them. And they're right. Statistically, they are right. So you stop them, you take a chance, and you see if they have a gun on them. Now, a lot of uh, young black males do not have guns. They're going to school. They're doing the right thing. They're going to work. And they're, they're greatly inconvenienced, and it really is sad that they have to go through it. But I posit that if they knew that the reason for them being stopped is to protect grandma, is to protect the 11-year-old, is to protect Mr. Enriquez and save their lives, and, and they, they, would, uh, they could understand that, that they would be okay with it. In other words, it's not racist. We're trying to save minority lives. That is not a racist thing, and you, sadly, uh, you have to suffer some of the, uh, you know, some of the inconvenience of our trying to save minority lives. That's what we're doing. There's nothing racist about it. It worked before in the past, and it could work again. It could save more minority lives. If it was explained to people that way, I think a lot of people would understand it a lot more and be more accepting of it. I told this story when I was a reporter for Fox 5. I was uh, doing a story about their, how they were getting rid of stop and frisk. So my assignment manager goes to me, okay, go to the Upper East Side to get people who are who are in favor of keeping stop and frisk in place and then go to Harlem, go to like the bad area and the people there will tell you they want to get, you know, they want to get rid of it. It was the opposite. 
the more minority the neighborhood, the moms, everybody out there, because mo the majority of people there in those lower income areas, they want stopping for us. They want to be safe. They they don't want their children to be killed walking down the street or playing on the playground. So it was the opposite. The Upper East Side, you had the people saying, oh, yes, please get rid of stop and frisk. This is targeting minorities. But meanwhile, you went to right. the other communities where they're actually affected. They were like, no, we need it. Just like when you go on the plane. I don't like to be padded down or felt up or take off what? my shoes and get naked but we have to huh? do it naked. because of this freaking terrorist naked? what you're getting naked now on the airport you, you, no. hey now hey you understand hey. it you understand it and, and you accept it i understand it, because, it. It's, a, it's, well, it's an inconvenience but if it save's at least one life wait, and wait if it second, stops just one terrorist it's worth it somebody right. makes I'll get me, naked i don't somebody, care no, no, that's, that's a bit more of an inconvenience if they're making <laughs> you get naked in the airport that's a, that's a bit much but i got your point well, <laughs> depends on what you're into no you're right you're right you're right that's uh, the mile high club uh, when you of course before you take off lydia thank you that's a great when job. you're right <laughs> It's a five o'clock cats at night. We'll have Professor Dershowitz. We're going to talk about all the news that matters, and you're going to hear details you won't hear anywhere else. We, you know, we say it's truth, justice, and the American way, and that's what this whole station is about, not just cats at night. Five o'clock, John Katzmatidis. I have the honor of sitting alongside him. It's a great show. Tune in. Lydia Serrani on the Bernie and Sid Show. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, he's coming up. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.